Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. How you doing? You've got far too much hair to be Jay. Well, I'm not Jay, but I'm, my name starts with a J. Like Jay's, right, close enough. His starts and ends with J. Mine starts with J. How you doing? Can we can we make a commitment and can you no. as well? Let's all just only call him Justin. See how long it is before he snaps. I think he'd like it. Mm-hmm. It, adds him, it gives him a bit of clout, doesn't it? And Mitten calls him Justin, and Andy I don't Mitten know if it's Justin. I don't know if it's like on purpose as a wind up, or if he just calls him Justin. But there's some people that call you Steve. Yeah, and I don't necessarily like that. No, exactly. It's that's not what my mean. name. But it's not necessarily a wind up. People just, you know, it's kind of close enough though, isn't it? I Why guess. don't you like Steve? We're gonna be. T- we will talk. I about have an uncle called Steve. At some point. He's Steve mm. in my head. Yeah. So Steve's not me. Steve is a way of life. I'm either Stephen or Steve, and he's Steve. You've cut out the middleman. Yeah. You go the shortest possible and the longest possible. Yeah. I don't mind Stephen. It's my name. Yeah. You can't argue with that. No. Uh, can I tell you something about Man United? Um, whoa, whoa. No, but this is this is the sort of like doesn't really matter stuff that you, you might quite like. Okay. Uh, Eric Ten Hag has, has changed the home and away dugouts. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm in. They've that. been permanently switched so that the staff and substitutes will now be sat in the seats to the west of the halfway line. Switching sides will also position the home staff and the players closer to the Stretford end. Why are you into that? Why does it matter? Because he's come in, yeah. and in his mind, this historic football club is a blank slate. Yeah. And he's gone. Oh, that's all. We've done it. Yeah. No. It's quite good that. No, it? I like that. That's a man who is confident in himself. Yeah. But no, also what it shows me is he's walked in and gone. Can I fuck everyone around for a minute? I yeah. want that to be there and that to be there, and no one's gone. Shut up, you fucking dick! You're gonna be sacked in eight months. Yeah. They've all gone. Okay, that's yeah. what he wants. That's what he wants. That's what he gets, and that I love. Do you think it matters? The the fact that so before the, the United players had to walk past the away players to get to their. Dugout, correct. Can I shock you? Jeff? And now it's the other way around. Um, Surely that doesn't I make a difference. I did the same thing when I moved in. Why? Why? Why would you? Why do you care? And actually, on the same side. Right. So um, when we were first went into draws, then I had a look at it. The draws has got one main stand, and then um, one dugout. Uh, sorry, one behind the goal is is like a terrace with a stand. Right. The other side, there is just a, a waist high barrier. Yeah. And then some trees and houses. And to me, that was the side that the home dugout was on. Right. And I went, that looks a bit quiet. Yeah. And what I'd noticed from going to matches there is everyone kind of congregates around the, what's the away dressing? Uh, the away because dugout. Because it's closer to the... It's closer the, to the end where yeah. everyone goes in. And there also is like a serving arch, the bar, everything is kind of right behind that single mm. dugout. And I thought, I'd rather have it noisy. Mm. So I'm going to... So we, if you look at the videos from when we played at Drawsden, it says away dugout where I'm stood. Right, because we've not so so the budget to change it. I suppose in this metaphor, the Stretford end is the equivalent of a burger van, the Greenside Lane end. Yeah, do you think that makes Same a difference thing. though? They're what the United players are now. What ten yards closer to the Stretford end? They don't have to. Maybe it's walking past the the the, the away f- players. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know either. 
I'm there, so I'm there. I'll ask him. Yeah, ask him. You might, sure be able yeah, might be able to. Simple yeah. to shout down at him. Yeah. Um, although you might be on the side now. But well, I, I do like the that. Press conference. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're at the press conference. Sorry, I thought so, you were talking about the game. Actually, I might have a question for him then. Asking about that. Can you explain the, the thought process behind changing it? Yeah. Um, because it is interesting, I think. And like I said, I, I did it. And it, for me, it was to, to feel that noise. The Red Army's done a really good job of making the, yeah. the tunnel sort of area nice and lively. Um, you do have the away fans on the opposite side. I don't know. Sometimes people need to just mix up the status quo at times, don't they? And I like the, the fact that he's come in and he's gone, here's what I want. Mm. That's so, massive to me. Like where he goes, do you know that thing that doesn't need to be changed? I'm changing that. And then people go, why? And he goes, I wanted it. He's just, he is meticulous, isn't he? I think, I, like I love it. that. I know obviously everyone's heard it, but how Steve McLaren was like known for being meticulous. And then he went to work with Ten Hag and was like, oh, you've already done the next six weeks training to within like five minute intervals um, for everyone. And he's like, okay, well, I thought I was meticulous because I had a one page spreadsheet. Like, I love that. I love all that stuff. And I've heard much of Steve McLaren, have we? Well, apparently the stuff we were hearing on tour is that he's a very, like, he's the sort of good cop. Um, and I don't know. That's not, very much what he was under Fergie. Yeah, and I don't know if that's because Ten Hag is, is particularly strict. And obviously we hear rumours of people being late and, and not being part of the team and everyone has to eat well, together. And, yeah, and, and he's screaming at people and there's all that sort of stuff. But I think everyone we've spoken to, the, the press and players and bits and bobs that you hear just from being around the, you know, slightly closer to things when we're away, is that... Steve McLaren is really nice, really friendly, great coach, surprisingly meticulous. He's very detailed. Like we said, almost he was known for it and then Ten Hag came and trumped him. He is meant to be like, almost like the first port of call from the players to the to the management team, which I think it, that's what it seemed like he would be. He seems like I, a, a I, good I like bloke. that you've got a geezer with experience of winning stuff as well. You yeah. know, he's won, he was there for the trouble. Let's have it right. That's I like a, the phrasing of that. He was there for the trouble. He was. He was, but you, you're not giving him too much credit with that sentence, are you? Well, I mean, so was Jonathan Greening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and David who had more? Who had more? Who do you think benefited that 1990 more? Jonathan Greening by training with him or McLaren by training him? I'd say McLaren probably. There you but, go. Then that's so, right. well, the fact is, you know, it was, the, was part of the team for the trouble. Yeah. Like, that's the, the factual nature mm -hmm. of, of all of that sort of stuff, which is the heights that, you know, no English club has ever touched. So... You have to give him some sort of credit for that. Now, having that sort of chutzpah in the bank mm. at this club, like like we, we joked about, didn't we, on the day he signed, probably stand, there must be a mural of the treble in the gym or something like that, and he definitely just stood there. There we go. Leaning against it. When Last time I was here, uh. remember that? Won the fucking lot. He's just leaning against <laughs> it for ages. Everyone walks past him, and then one person goes, I'm going to sit with Yeah, he's, oh, he's clocked it. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean, didn't, I was stood, yeah, I didn't know I was stood next to it, but yeah. yeah, that was me. A little bit more of a big deal in the League Cup that you won. Never mind. Yeah, um, exactly. So I, 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 you know, I think having someone that has at least got that authority, he's worked under Fergie, which is, let's be honest, Fergie's a made man at the club, isn't he? Yeah. Like having worked for Fergie. Well, that's like, is it the Ocean's Eleven thing where he's like, you shook Sinatra's hand? Mm. That's a thing. I think, you know, having worked under Fergie is a thing. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah. Um, and I think having worked under Fergie, worked in Holland, mm. <laughs> obviously he was Dutch for a minute, remember? Yeah. Um, and then he's, he's come back and he he's, does have this reputation. Um, what he did under Fergie as well seemed to be very much like he was the good cop mm. and that he put on excellent, really fun, really detailed sort of training sessions. So between the two of them, yeah, I'm expecting there to be things. Exciting things. Um, I know obviously that we don't always just talk about, you don't talk about football and transfers on here. Try not to. Try not to. I haven't really spoken to you about the whole De Jong saga. Me and you haven't really spoken about that. How mad is this? That it's once again, Manchester United that are the ones having to be in the most soap opera fucking thing of the summer again. It, why is it us every single year? Yeah, it was last year as well. Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and the, before that, it was Lukaku. And before that, it was Sancho, oh, it was Sancho and Lukaku and Di Maria. And it's always us. 
I don't think it's our fault this time, apart no. from targeting someone who's in a fucked up situation. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? We d I don't know if you saw, we did, uh, had a chat with Kieran Maguire yesterday, but the situation at Barcelona is just mad. They are absolutely careening into being a slightly warmer version of Leeds. Yeah, but that's literally what he said. He said, Leeds did the same thing of basically sp selling the future for cash now. And if the future doesn't work out how you want it to, there is no cash. Like, it, you just die. It's the ultimate, it's the brilliant gamble to do if you're Laporta now, because uh, you can mortgage off, they've mortgaged off a quarter of the next 25 years yeah. worth of TV money. Right, so I give you that now. Let's say it's a billion. I have no idea how much it is, but let's say that's a billion. Mm. You're operating at a billion less when at the moment, Barcelona are breaking revenue records. Mm. They're, they're because they're selling their ass yeah, yeah, right yeah. and centre. They've, they've reached, I think, 999 million, or 990 million, I think they peaked at in terms of revenue for a season. Yeah. And guess what? They made a 400 million loss that year. Oh, no. So you're like, okay, summer's got to change here because... Yeah. You are hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging cash to fuck. Like it's almost unfavorable. <laughs> how yeah, they are it's like, like Wall Street. Remember in that fucking um, geezer that built a fucking um, a banger racing thing in his yard after he won the lottery. Yeah, that's them mm. with a club. Yeah, and it's mad as well. Like uh, he was saying, they'll be working on the bin soon because the presidents have voted in. They just lie. They just like we'll buy everyone. We'll buy Messi back. We'll buy an F1 car to play up front. Like he's <laughs> faster than Aubameyang. Like we, we've they got, just say stuff. If they came out and said, actually, we we've spent a lot of money, but what we're doing is we are trying to clone Messi. They'd probably get elected in again. They would. <laughs> yeah, and, we're, and 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 in twenty five, it's cost oh, us four hundred million, in, but we have cloned him. We are now yeah. of a infant child. We're calling him Mio Lessi. Yeah. And, uh... and in 17 years, <laughs> we'll have 11 of the little fuckers running around, <laughs> winning everything. Imagine that all just birth defects in like too many legs and shit. That'd be my, actually might help him, dribbling wise, too many legs. But yeah, United again just being sucked into this De Jong situation. Do you think we'll get him? The longer it goes, the less confident I am. But I think this is poker face moment now. It's the ultimate frustration. This is the stage right now. This is the most frustrating it's going to be. Mm. But it's poker face time. So you've got Barcelona, who've just signed all sorts. Yeah. Koundé and Lewandowski and Rafinha. They're, they're buying players like they've not been told they're a billion in debt. It's, That's what they're doing. It's almost like they're buying players to show off how in debt they are. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> you thought we were struggling. Yeah. Look at this. That, it's that phrase, isn't it? If you're going to walk on ice, yeah. you might as well dance. And they are tap dancing. They are going They're fucking mad. giving it some. This is Riverdance 2.0 is what they're doing. It's insane, isn't on it? On ice. Yeah. Thin of thin ice. The thinnest of thin ice. And none of them are free transfers either. Well, no. they've got a couple of free transfers, but they've gone 50 million on Lewandowski, 60 million on Koundé, 70 million no, on Kessie, Rafinha. I mean, Kessie's not come for nothing. No. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, he's, he's not at a transfer fee, but yeah, he's not coming for no wages. No. Oh. Well, we'll see you in the future. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and Christensen has. But yeah, I love how they just went to him. Um, do you know those wages we owe you? We can't afford to pay them yet, so can we just pay you in a couple of years instead? And everyone went, yeah. They owe PK 40 million euros. That's getting written off that, I guarantee you. Sure, he's never yeah, going to see is. that. No. He's going to, because what they're going to do is... Would you like to run for the presidency? Yeah. Mm. It's going to cost you not getting paid what we owe you. Yeah. And then he'll get voted in. Yeah, exactly. Because oh. he's going to go, I'm all in. Look, I've not took the money that yeah. you owe me. You can be assistant manager, whatever. <laughs> like, they'll give him something. But I think they still owe Messi close to 100 million euros in, like, <laughs> add-ons and bonuses and goal and performance bonuses and all that. Wow. Just insane. So apparently last year, their wage bill was around 500 million. And because of what they'd earned and lost they had to get that wage bill around 150 million. So they just said to everyone, can we give you a, a fifth of what we owe you? And everyone went, yeah. So this that's is what it is. <laughs> Their wage bill was 80% cut last season. What De Jong's agent needed to do, because the, I think Barcelona have been very snide and very cute and very clever. Yeah. And, and what they've done is entirely legal, if not 100% moral, morally objectable. Oh, it's horrible, but it's legal. Yeah. Um, what they needed, what his solicitor, lawyer, agent, whoever needed to do is go, okay, so you've paid me 3 million instead of 16, I believe it was, for yeah. the first season, and then they played him, paid him 6 instead of something like that, right? So what they needed to do is say, okay, those deferred wages need to become an owed debt, not mm. deferred over the length of a contract, because it allows them to pull the manoeuvres that they're doing now, which is try and get rid of him. Yeah. Because if they sell him, 
And for all the people are like, why can't United just offer 17 million less? Barcelona want the full price because they're trying to screw him. Yeah. They're not trying to look for a way out of this. No. They're trying to fucking screw him. They want all of his transfer fee and to not have to pay his wages. Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah. And, and that's fucked. Yeah. But that's what they, that is literally what they want. The, the, the if the contract um, doesn't exist, i.e. he is sold, then mm. the debt doesn't exist or because the deferred wages doesn't exist. Yeah. And their argument is, well, you was going to get the money over the last four years of your contract. So that's why he's going, well, I'm not fucking leaving then. Yeah. And they're going, okay, well, if you're going to stay, then you need to take a pay cut. I love that. That's such like... The balls on It's them. like parenting. We're doing, we just lie to your kid to get him to do what you want. So we can't have Ribena because it makes you, you know, grow horns on your head. And oh, no, I don't have a glass of water then. It's like, it's not true. <laughs> if you stay and you've got to take less money. No, you haven't. You signed a contract. You've got to pay him what the contract says. Bingo. Like, I love that. Like, well, if you, you either leave or you can stay, but you've got to take a pay cut. Yeah, no, or don't. B, uh, no. Yeah, exactly. There was, there was some quotes yesterday. I can't remember who it was from. I think it was Laporta saying, basically saying, um, you know, we'll do everything we can to keep him, and he has to do everything he can to stay. <laughs> like someone mentioned this in my comments. Stuff. Laporta said, "Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere." And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We will do everything we can to keep him. Yeah. What By accepting bids from other clubs who want to buy him. That's Honestly, that's literally the most you could do to sell him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're doing everything they can to keep him. Assuming by keeping him, you mean sell him. Exciting though, it's isn't it? It's fucking nuts. Yeah, so... Do I think it'll get resolved? Yes, because I don't think Lewandowski and Rafina and the 99 other players that they've signed this summer oh, no. are going to be happy not being registered. I was going to say, you can't actually play. You can wear the kit. Come training all you want. And we'll pay you wages, but you can't play for us. I think they could play in the Champions League. Oh, well, that's all right then. Or the Super League if they try and get that back up and running. <laughs> that's about four weeks away, right? Yeah, here was, here was the quote. Sorry, Frankie. This is from... Uh, Joan Laporta, who is the president of Barcelona. Uh, For he said, now. Frankie is a Barca player. We want him to stay. He wants to stay. I like that. And um, We've received important bids for him, but he's our player. That quote, you think, you know what? Maybe he's going to stay. And then he goes, you know, salary budget situation, so we have to do our best to keep Frankie at Barcelona. And I hope he'll do the same. <laughs> like, proper just leaning on him there, just squeezing the back of his neck as he says it. So tight in it. It's horrible. Excuse me, I'll sign it for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Um, all... Uh, all I'm going to say from this is, this is about to be a case study at a law school. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and also... For contract law. Do you know how, like, I would say the Premier League era has been defined by player power increasing, I would say, and club power decreasing to a large extent. This is, like, almost swinging back the other way here, isn't it? This is like, we've asked the, way, the yeah. players to do us a favour and we're just fucking them over now. Um, but yeah, I, I can see this being one way. It's like football law. Yeah, study this because it wasn't against the law, but it basically it's morally, us. morally objectable as yeah, fuck. Awful. Uh, how have you been the last couple of weeks? Then we were on tour. You were here holding down the fort. All right. Was it good? It's all right. Did you do? Any, did you sort of like? No, no one was here, so walk around naked and that. No. Why not? You said no one was here. It's like fourteen people upstairs. Oh, is there? Yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> oh, interesting. So no walking around naked then. Did you buy any more fridges while I was gone? Because when you were away, so here's what Steve does, right? When he went for his operation, you came back to, genuinely, you were gone for a week. You came back to, what, 20 parcels of varying sizes. One was an air conditioner, which came in right handy last week, by the way. And the other one was a mini fridge, but it wasn't a mini fridge. You know, like a bar fridge that's got like four shelves on it? Joe. One of them ones. I like to stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah, the fridge doesn't have liquid in it. It does now. It does because you put it in there. <laughs> there you go. You but also, you already had a mini fridge. That didn't work. Oh, right. So you just had a cupboard with glass. I, I had a tiny fridge, like laptop size. Just like yeah, the, yeah. a tiny, like two drink sort of fridge. Yeah. And it didn't work. I don't know why it didn't work. It was powered on and everything. It just didn't get cold. It was it's probably because it's the cheapest, worst mechanism your fridge can possibly have on it. I mean, it wasn't a cheap one. Oh, right. It wasn't much cheaper than the... You know, full-size bar fridge. <laughs> and also, that's just the two fridges in his office. There's also another fridge in the kitchen and a fourth fridge in the bar. That's the bar fridge, though. But it's 
eight steps away from your office. Which point? Yeah, fair enough. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I've got no point. Um, what do you think to that third kit there? It's very bright. I don't know if anyone. I mean, no one can see this. I'm going to turn it around. This is the, port, the reported new Manchester United third kit. There you go. Look at that. It's green, that in it. How green's that? When's the last time you wore a Manchester United kit? When we went to Carrington and we played against Dennis Irvin and Jason Park. You had to wear the current United kit? It was 2019, I think, wasn't it? Did you get to keep it? Yeah. Have you still got it? I don't know. When's the last time, all right then, when's the last time you bought the current Manchester United kit? For myself, because obviously I've got kids. Yeah, for yourself. 2004? That was a good one, wasn't it? The, the one with the, the little with white, the, the white on it. bits on the, the corner night, there. Night badge up in the corner, I think. Yeah, was. and like a sort of very thin black piping around the corner. Oh, 04 or 05, because I had it in, um, I had it in Old Man. We went on a, a, a train next time. It's got a really cool photo of everyone, all the people from our squadron, all climbing all over a helicopter, or an Apache helicopter. There's like four or five United fans. Uh, and then just like, you know, Chelsea fans, Liverpool fans. There's one City fan. Uh, for a... No one's going to say it. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> if you've ever seen SAS Who Dares Wins, um, the character on there, I say character, he's called Jay. He's not a character. Uh, that does all the interrogations. Yeah. It's my old boss. And he, is it? Yeah. He is a City fan. How he, dare We he? didn't get along. Did you not? We did not get along. Was that why or was it? Would you? No, I don't think so. Never really spoke about football with him. Just personality clash. Interesting. Who won? Him because he was a staff sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, Steve, you know what time it is, don't you? It's summertime. Oh. And what does that mean? Everybody talks about looking good for the warmer months, but few have the balls to do it, right? Well, it's time to not push up and take the easiest step to looking sexy this summer by using Manscaped. Because Manscaped's ultra-smooth package, package makes you have the proper care for down there. And the boxes 2.0, which you love, don't you, Steve? Yeah. The boxes too, but you were wearing the boxes 1.0 I saw one time, and then I went to tea. <laughs> Look at these. The boxes 2.0, legitimately, and Ronaldo said this was the other day. Obviously, Ronaldo's got a lot of friends in the old football game. Yeah. Uh, one of his friends has just signed for Rangers. Bloody hell. Um, don't know if you noticed that. And Ronaldo just randomly dropped it into conversation that his mate can't stop wearing them boxes, because, literally because um, they are the perfect for the gym. That is good, that. That's a genuine athlete endorsement. Not it from is, us, yeah. but from someone who plays for Rangers, right? And join four million other men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Now, my, my, my lungs are wheezing. But I'll tell you what isn't wheezing. My cock and balls, mate. It was pretty cold in Australia, wasn't it? It was. I didn't, right, so I... Before, so we literally went three years ago, and it was redders. It was, it was hot. During the day, it dropped quickly, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did, but, but it, it was, was like day. hot. It's like sunburn. Sit outside by the That the video bay. was on the beach, right? And I was thinking, I need to manscape up. So before we went, got it all out. I'm in the bath. Girlfriend knocking on the door. Don't come in. I've got it, I've got it in the mouth, backwards, round the back, headstand, handstand, all that stuff. I'm thinking, I need to sweat as little as possible here. Got there, tried gluing it back on because it was so cold. But in, Man but in Bangkok... I've seen the photos of you with your fucking hoodie around your face like yeah, that. Exactly. But in Bangkok... Absolutely necessary. And here... Was it just beading off? Yeah, awful. Here, you needed it more than anyone. Yeah, it was hot here. Yeah. It was, it was hot, but it wasn't that hot, was it? You absolute fucking wet wipes, honestly. But you're thankful for your manscape. They've got the crop exfoliator, yeah, with infused with ingredients that can soothe, clear, and keep the skin around your groin feeling refreshed. People take good care of their face using, like, foaming this and gels and exfoliating this. You need to look after the boys. Crop gel as well, yeah? And also, it's time to shave using the crop shaver. It was designed with shaving the groin in confidence, right? That's how... You can't be going down there thinking, I don't know what's going on. The amount of shavers I've used in the past, right? In, I don't want to name any names, but I bought a £4.99 set of clippers and guard from a popular high street pharmacy brand that rhymes with toots. And my God, did I nick some dirty business down there. It looked like I'd got caught on barbed wire. It was so bad. It was so bad. It, almost, it sort of got caught in the mechanism and I had to kind of peel it out. You don't have that with Manscaped with their reduced nick technology. Use the code HOUSEN at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. The link is in the description. Use the code is HOUSEN over? for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. It's going to get hot again, No, isn't it? Summer's out, summer isn't over for another two months. Summer ends on the 21st of September. 
No, but is it going to get hot again? Though? Yeah, yeah. Oh, big time. You need manscaped yeah, for you that. Do, you, need, you need to shave your shit. You definitely do. What have you been up to then today? Come on, it's been two weeks. You can't have done nothing. Probably you not. They've literally pulled me calf, and that's about it, really. That's quite fun, though, isn't it? Not really. Those calves are giving you no end of trouble, aren't they? Do you ever wish that you didn't have those calves and you had someone else's calves instead? I had a really good job. I can't remember the guy's name. Oh. Mo South, Farah? South African runner. Yeah, that's not that good a joke. Milady. Um, yeah, we know, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, are you happy with United's pre-season? Yeah. Again, this is something we've spoken really about. Really interesting next couple of games, I think. Uh, Ryan Viacano, I imagine that's a second 11 run out. Minutes yeah. for him. But Atletico Madrid... That's a conundrum. Mm. They're a fucking horrible team. No one wakes up and goes, I can't wait to play against Diego Simeone. No. Like, he is awkward. His teams are a fucking nightmare to both break down and deal with. You know, playing a, playing a system that has two forwards in at the moment is almost revolutionary yeah. because so many people go with a free mm -hmm. or a lone striker or, or some of, uh, on that sort of front that you come up against two strikes. Most defenders have never played 1v1 against another attacker. No. And the pair of them having to deal with that. So where do you get your plus one? Are you bringing a fullback in? Are you having to bring a six back? Does that mean that you've underloaded midfield? It's an actual fucking conundrum that you've got mm. to figure out and solve and, and fix. And I think it's a really mentally interesting sort of matchup. Uh, I think if you go into a game with um, Atletico Madrid and you've got any weaknesses, you're going to find them out. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing apparently that the squad list for tomorrow's games come out. Retweet that. Um, <laughs> so let's try and find Manchester United's squad list uh, very quickly. But I think it's the it's the right sort of team you want to be playing in pre-season, isn't it? Where it's like, give us a different thing to, to, to work out, a different problem to solve. Um, the squad list is out? Is, yeah. Does it show that? There's only about 18 going or something. So this is the travelling squad um, for the game tomorrow. I'll just read through all of them. Uh, so we've got uh, De Gea, Heaton and Kovar. Then defenders, it's Dallo, Laird, Lindelof, Maguire, Malassia, Martinez added to the squad and Tellez. No, sure. no Luke Shaw. Uh, no Varane either in that mm. um, defence there and no Wan-Bissaka. Uh, midfielders, we've got Eriksen, Fernandez, Fred, Garner, McTominay, Palistri, Van der Beek. So no, um, no Savage, no Iqbal. Um, no, I think they're the main exclusions there. And then How mad is it that they're the exclusions? I know. Yeah, exactly. And then forwards, you've got Alanga, Martial, Rashford and Sancho. So no Ronaldo. Uh, but the two new signings, well, all three of our signings, Martinez, Malassia and Eriksen all go so is that, as I thought then, a mm. more of your first 11? Yeah. Which means that I expect to see Savage, Iqbal, Shaw, Ronaldo, Varane on Sunday yeah. at Old Trafford. What have you made of Donny van der Beek over pre-season? Invisible. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? Mm. Because he's obviously, like, he's, for me, he's done less than Zidane Iqbal, Charlie Savage. I, I mean, think you, you're you coming know. into it with a, a expectation. Your That's expectation on Savage and Iqbal couldn't have been, I hope, the same as it was on Donny van der Beek. I think a lot of people was going, now we'll see Donny van der Beek. Yeah. The guy that's made him the player that we signed. And he's just been... He's been overshadowed. And like people go, well, he's not necessarily played with the best 11. Okay. But he's still not quite shone like Savage and Zidane mm. have. And they've shone in games. And he's looked he's looked like the least, least experienced of the three. And also, he's often playing against not the opposition's strongest 11 as well. So it's, it's really interesting. It's almost like, it seems like, it seems like he's in the part of his career where he almost needs to just leave to get things back on track like it's I was expecting a lot more from him um, generally speaking I know you're big into tactics and formations and systems and all that what have you made of Ten Hag uh, the, my favourite thing is we look well two things we look like we have a way of breaking down deep teams we look like we have repeatable successful systems to create chances as well we, all of a sudden we're doing the pullback to the penalty spot that City have been doing for the last five years what have you what, yeah exactly like, how is it revolutionary Pep's got nine books out exactly I love the revolution as well of, do you know when someone makes a running behind pass it to him that's it like we just for, for so many years we've just either not made the runs or not passed it to him what, what have you made of it so far yeah I don't think we've seen anything that we didn't expect to see really yeah. he's kind of just gone Ajax and paste yeah, uh, like he is literally trying to play the way he played at Ajax. Obviously, it's his system. Um, mm. I'm still worried about the halfway line stuff. 
Uh, I think Maguire's had a pretty good tour, except mm. for when he looked so bad when we got done on the halfway line. Yeah. Um, it wasn't on him entirely. There was a couple of clangers prior to, but he shone as a. Mm. Are we going to see this a lot? Because if United are going to start playing in the opposition half, you got to be quick. Yeah. You got to be quick. Or you got to boot someone and make a foul. Or you got to drop off early. Yeah. 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 You got to. You got to. And I don't know if Harry Maguire's reading of the game because he doesn't scan is that good. Mm. Like if you. And I, I obsess over stuff like this. One thing that I'm really big on is scanning, is constantly just checking. And if you watch Varane for five minutes, he'll, he'll look 30 times. Mm. Where's he? Where's he? Where's he? Where's he? And he's checking not only where he is himself in relation to everybody else, he's checking where the opposition are doing, he's watching runs, and he's checking where the other players in the line are. And even if he's not maybe as vocal as we hoped, he's not really that, doesn't appear to be that leader mm. in the back line, he's making the adjustments himself at least. Harry Maguire fixates on the ball yeah. and the ball alone. And that's why... Was it Liverpool last year? Was it the away game? Where he just, he had no idea where Mane was. Mm. He, like, he was a shot. The first to goal. Was it? I can't remember. The one where it comes back across the D and he almost turns around and be like, fucking hell, where's he come from? Yeah. Like, because he's not checked. Like, you see players, you see academy players doing it properly and that's a, a worrying, worrying trait in his game. He, he hasn't got the pace to play that high up, so he has to make up for it by reading the game. And I don't know if his reading of the game is that good mm. to do it. And I don't know if he's got the humility to learn at this stage of his career. All of the leaks that I hear about him make me think that he already thinks he's good enough to be here. But I did like what Ten Hag said. Ten Hag was talking about the criticism he was getting mm. and said, well, if he plays well, he won't be getting abused. Mm. So I, I actually think that he'll probably start the season for United. I don't expect him to finish it as a first choice. Who would, who do you expect him to fi- who do you expect to finish it? It's Varane if he stays fit. Yeah, it could be Lindelof. Um, but surely, like I don't know about you, but Martinez is going to start. I think he'll be given the opportunity to start. Yeah. Um, but I, when they were both at their best or both playing together regularly, and Maguire wasn't having last season, I think I don't know if you will agree with this. I think a lot of people, or maybe I'll just speak for myself. I thought it was pretty clear that Maguire was the better of the two centre-backs between him and Lindelof when they were both on form. You know, 2020-2021 season, the season before that, I thought he stood out as the better defender. Better on the ball, better in the air, better defensively, gets caught out less. Um, so, are you, do, are you, do you not agree with that? Do you think that Lindelof is, is better than Maguire when they're both on, uh, at their best form? Well, you have to consider at what point did his best form be because he's not had any good form, any run of good form since Greece. Uh, no, I don't think that's true. I uh, think I when he came back from Greece, he scored in that Newcastle game, and I thought it was excellent for most of the rest of the season. People were clamouring for him to play against Villarreal in the Europa League final. Yeah, I don't mean we were right, though. Well, but... And he might have made a difference in that game. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that he's right for this system. No. The way, you, the way we played in that final, you can see the difference Maguire might have made. You don't know for sure that he would have made any No, of course. But when you look at the, the systems that he's being asked to employ... Mm. Wambasaka and Harry Maguire were both signed for Manchester United to be a counter-attacking side, and in their first season, they both were average to above average at worst, right? Right. They both looked like they fit what they were there Yeah, to they do. looked good. And then as United came under more pressure to, to be a team that attacks more, that gets more on the front foot, it's no coincidence that both of their careers have just hit a downward slope for me mm. because they're being asked to do things that don't suit their game. I think Harry Maguire could go and play for a team that... He could probably go to Atletico Madrid and look great. Mm. He could probably go to a team that sits off the back foot, that deals with a lot of aerial balls, and look fantastic. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. But when you're asking him to make incisive passes, line-breaking passes, like, people who look at the progression of past, past progression... Wankover Shaw, Wankover Maguire. 
You don't look at the bigger picture of the fact that Manchester United were left side heavy attack focused. We didn't even have a right side. Mm. So you're, you're stat padding by going through Maguire and Shaw because that's the only way United moved the ball up the pitch. We didn't go to the right. But that's not, not going to get it up there. But that's not Maguire's fault, though, is it? It's not his fault, but it's not a true reflection of what he's like as a footballer in terms of the progressive passes that you can play. When you watch him play football, he takes too many touches. He's too slow to look. He can't play a one-touch pass because he's not aware of the picture of the pitch in front of him before he comes to him. Like, he is not suited to being a ball-playing centre-half in a two. Mm. He might get away with playing it in a three. He might get away with playing it in international football because it's a slower pace. In the Premier League, for Manchester United, playing on the halfway line in a two, Harry Maguire is not suited. Mm. We know Martinez is suited to this because we've seen him do it for Ten Hag. Have you seen two? footage of him as well? His, his centre of gravity, he almost looks like a central midfielder or a winger. The way, like His touch and the he way his midfielder. body moves is brilliant for a centre-back, isn't it? I know he's 5'9", but he really is very fluid on Have the you ball. seen how he wins his headers as well? So people yeah. are like... Who's it that... Um, so, someone's just signed someone, haven't they? Oh, no, it was Chelsea trying to sign Kunde, one. Yeah. And uh, he's, what, is he 5'10"? I think 5'10", 5'11", yeah, he's under six foot. Did you see the same sort of coverage about how, how high he is? No. Compared to what we had with Martinez? Martinez wins a, a fucking bizarre number of headers, but have you seen them? Have mm. you seen how he wins the headers? I hope the referees don't clock this, because yeah, he's, he's probably he's, a fight. He loves a fight before... Yeah, the, the... you get a little shove, yeah. and he generally wins headers on the floor. Mm. He's not jumping. No. He's winning headers by being in brilliant positioning and fucking you off out of the way. Yeah. And that's a, that's a skill in itself. You don't necessarily... Like, Lindelof is good at headers and not mm. the biggest. Mm. Obviously, Maguire is good at headers as well. It's not the only way to attack. And you do have to be wary of it because it is going to be a, a way that you deal with in English football. But more and more teams are playing it into channels. More and more teams are getting in behind you uh, because you're on the halfway line. United need a, a centre-half with good awareness who is able to recover from those positions more than we need one um, that's going to be... you know challenging Duncan Ferguson for headers. Yeah. And also, Matt, he's obviously very good against someone else in the air. My worry is, occasionally, and every every player has their weaknesses, the ball, he'll be in the middle of the box, there'll be a player two yards behind him, It's not a contest. he's not contesting it, he goes for the ball, he's just too short to reach it. That will happen occasionally, but whether that that's likely to cost us two, three goals a season, whereas him being a bad centre-back could cost us ten. So I think if he's a good player and he's obviously good at com contesting headers, it's just occasionally, sometimes, if you are 5'9", your head cannot get as high as someone that's 6'4", with, with similar athleticism. So that's my only concern. We've got a few super chats. Paul Madison said, Joe, we're not supposed to talk about football on the brew. Come on now, you're upsetting the apple here. I ain't spoke to Steve about anything for about three weeks, so I wanted to talk some football with him. Uh, Robin Venick says, what do you guys think about Dan Juma as an extra winger? He's becoming the sort of football hipster's favourite, isn't he, at the minute? Somebody just said, house and chatting crap as usual. Maguire is a really good ball playing centre-back. No, he's not. Dan Juma? Hang on, I need to address this. Okay, he's not. Ahead. He's not. Someone that takes three, four, five touches before they start to look up is not a good ball playing centre-half. Honestly, I don't know what the fuck some of you people watch and think that that's a good ball playing centre-half. I can sit here and talk about his good heading ability. He could talk about other aspects of his game. He is not a good ball playing centre half. It's factually fucking incorrect. How how when you have Varane in the team? What I will say about him is whether has he got a switch? Oh no, has he? He's just fucking not. I think the one thing that he does have, or when he's at his best, he does have is he is comfortable on the ball. There are some centre back. I know that's not that doesn't necessarily mean he's got a brilliant passing range, but he's he's someone that can he can step into midfield and he can step into. When was the last time he did that in the United shirt? Well, maybe just a season ago because <laughs> he's not he's been shitting it for a year. But he can step up into midfield. Yeah, he's good at that, and he recycle possession well. And he'll be the amount of times in not that's last not season, the season before. Playing. No, just I'm not passing it is. across the back line is not good. Ball no, I don't playing, mean that. That's I mean just fucking when there's a corner. You know, we'll we'll have a corner, for instance, or we'll be pushing high up the pitch. Um, and the ball will get headed out and 25 yards out, it's Harry Maguire passing it back to Luke Shaw. He's very good at playing high up uh, and stepping into the field, like I said. I think he is good at that. And that doesn't necessarily mean he's a great passer, but I think his positioning and his willingness to pass the ball is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, but uh, that, that's nonsense, Joe. Like, the, the willingness to pass the ball? Yeah, well, I think when Victor Lindelof is on the ball, 
Uh, he's a better passer than Maguire. His passing range is great. He looks like he's shitting it half the time. Yeah, because he's Varane, got one attacker generally off but, to his side. I understand that, but I think uh, oh, being able to hold the ball I'm going to pass it and have to trait. run back 25 yard. Yeah, I understand that, but I think being able to hold the ball and willingness to accept the ball and like, look at Scott McTominay. He's a better passer than Maguire, but he's always behind the midfielder. I don't think Scott McTominay is a good passer on the ball either. I'm, do, I'm not saying he's a great passer. What I mean is, he doesn't show for the ball very well. No, he doesn't. And I think Maguire does show for the ball pretty well for a centre-back. And, and I'm not saying that's enough to... I think you'll see something totally different in Martinez and go, oh, oh yeah, maybe, there's, yeah. there's levels to this. Yeah, I'm ho I hope we do. Because otherwise, you know, I think we need that. We don't have that in the squad. Otherwise. I don't think Varane's particularly good at that either, unfortunately. Show him for it. Well, no pass. I don't think his passing range is that good. I think he's, he's more think willing he's to do it. Yeah, maybe he, he he takes more long passes on. He likes switching yeah, the ball. Yeah, and yeah, and I think that's what you got. You can't. One thing that kills football teams is predictability. Mm. Yeah. I know when Maguire gets the ball, he's going to go knock it out to the left hand side. Yeah, and he's going to give it Luke Shaw. Then he is going to drop off, and he's going to he's going to do the technically correct thing, go forty five degrees off, maybe twenty twenty five yard, and show as an option, and he'll probably get it back because Luke Shaw's. In the mode where he's not thinking about taking somebody Driving on or, forward, or yeah. getting forward, so you're going to knock it around the back. That's fucking boring and predictable. Ooh. And one of the reasons why United don't have the passing ability and the system of Manchester City. Manchester City can get away with that mm. because they're going to have 90 passes before you see the ball again. Yeah. And they're going to position you in such a place where they hypnotize you and they're going to strangle you and they're going to work themselves into good positions. United don't have the football and ability or the system to do what Manchester City do. So your patience on the ball is actually just allowing the defense to reset. That's what happens when Manchester United do that sort of So are we ever going to get out of that then? Or do we just have to accept do, the fact that we're... Can you not see that we're playing it a lot more direct under Ten Hag? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you're saying the system and stuff that we're playing doesn't allow us to take time on the ball because we don't have a quick way of switching it. We're, hopefully we're moving towards that, aren't we? That's what Ten Hag's trying to do. I think, I think he's looking to get us from back to front a lot quicker. Mm. I think a, a lot quicker we're going um, into the final third. We, we come up against teams that want to squeeze. Mm. And we have got unbelievable pacing behind. That's a huge asset that we haven't utilised anywhere near enough. One of the issues, you say it yourself, like I think Marcus, the, the weakness in Marcus's game is I'm not sure he's got a bag of tricks enough to be able to, um, to be able to consistently be a defender, 1v1. No. I don't think that's his game. I think his game is very much taken, almost like Michael Owen in a sense. Michael Owen didn't beat defenders. You don't need to be able to beat defenders. If you've got the pace and the through balls are there, that's your outlet. Mm -hmm. You beat them with your speed. And I think that's the sort of player that Marcus is. And I think if he was to take um, a bit of a... You, you look at some of Marcus's most iconic goals. Mm. You can put them side by side with a lot of Michael Owens. Mm. Yeah, they're not beating people. They're not fantastic dribbles. They're hit it into space, get after it, it's it first time. Yeah. They're those sorts of goals, aren't they? There's been some composure with the finishes and there's been some wonderful finishes that he's had. But you d generally don't see him drop a shoulder, beat a man, create mm. a bit of space and then ping one. It's not really the sort of game that you no. see. If you me. compare that to Aguero's best goals or whatever, they're not the same whatsoever. No, they're, they're they? totally different goals. Yeah. Um, so when Manchester United have struggled against teams that sit back and defend against us and, and Marcus looks frustrating... Mm. Because you're asking him to do what's not his uh, best thing. And half of the reason for that is because Harry Maguire's took 10 weeks to make a pass and he's gone sideways instead of forward. Mm. And I know that that's something Ten Hag has been very, very big on with the players is sticking it into midfield, yeah. move it through the thirds. What's the point of a sideways pass? Yeah. Like, there are times when you might want to um, box yourself into a corner. And the reason that you might do that we do it with our lot is we do a rondo and switch so we'll try and suck you into one one channel of the pitch yeah and if we can get five or six of you into this one channel there's five channels across the pitch right wing half space center half space wing if you can get five or six players into the wing channel mm. you know the other four channels can only have four or five players in them mm. space so you do a quick little rondo where you just one touch pass quickly a little triangle between three or four players can you hit someone in the centre? Can you find someone on the opposite side of the pitch? Can you then exploit that space? Manchester United don't and haven't been doing that. But I see more of us trying to do that on the Ten Hag. When we're just doing a horseshoe around the back, yeah. 
What's the point? It's so horrible. If the it? opposition aren't pressing you, no. What are you doing it for? If they're pressing you, sweet, because now you can draw someone out. That guy yeah. can make a mistake. You can play it in behind where he's just come from. But if they're just sitting, watching you do it, what are you doing? Mm. You Over the last three or four years, since Van Gaal came in especially, the amount of games where the, the tempo has just been so slow and it is just that, like, left-back, centre-back, centre-back, right-back, look up. Where's one that going? Oh, he's going uh, centre-back, right. Pulls it, goes oh, down the wing a little bit until there's a man there, turn back, centre-back, centre-back, left but Like, so many times. And did you see the training drills they were doing where it was they were timing each other, it was two teams against each other, and you pass the ball to one, they turn, pass it to the next person, they turn, pass it to the next person, and the, the final person puts it in a small net. And whoever passes it through those lines, the quickest wins. Like, they are practicing, getting the ball, turning, passing it forward as quickly as possible. And that has to become second nature, doesn't it? Do you think, from what we've seen so far, I know it's, it's been a month, it's been four games. Do you see real sort of high-end... Do, do, do you consider Ten Hag to be a real high-end manager? Because we, we are competing against some of the best managers in the world currently, some of the best managers in modern history, really, when you look at what they've won. I'm not asking is he as good as Pep and Klopp, but do you think Ten Hag is, can be in that real top echelon of managers where the tactics are brilliant, he seems to have you know, a way about him? Or too early to say. Yeah. Well too early to say. I, I, I hope with all my heart that, yes, that's the case. Yeah. The, the things that we've seen at the moment, is there anything taken away from like a strive towards he is that? I don't think so. I think every day it feels like something comes out and obviously... I know you managed to speak to some of the lads on tour, yeah. some of the lads that I chat to. Only very positive things to say mm -hmm. about what it's like, what training's been like, what the mentality in the camp is like. And people that were a bit chewed out a little bit last season mm -hmm. seem to have got drive and focus. And we, we know one of the youngsters has, has fallen foul of, of the timings. It seems like there's an extreme strictness on, on timings, and there should be. Mm. Um, and it's them little details, those things where you can put the fear of play into players about making sure they're somewhere on time yeah. or they're dropped. And also, that's, that is pretty standard. Like, I used to work in a bar. If you're late once, you get a warning. If you're late twice, you get a written warning. If you're late three times, you're sacked. Yeah. Like, that's a, a, a minimum wage job where you can go and find players. If you're earning, you know, even if you're earning five grand a week, which they all are, minimum, you can be on time for a meeting and for the coach leaving and for dinner. Like, that is a very, very small thing to ask of people, isn't it? The people are like, strict. That isn't strict, really. It is for football, though, I know, because it's mad. footballers have <clears throat> been um, pampered. There's, there's a, a lot of it, like, from, you know, at 16 getting fucking buttered up for agencies and stuff like yeah. that. You, you do get a lot of everything that you want. Now, there is a lot of hard work. You don't get to the level of, let's say even Zidane, right? You don't get to be where Zidane is and yeah. where Charlie Savage is in the team without years of hard work. Mm -hmm. But there's other aspects of their personalities, not these two lads in particular, because they've not done anything to, you know, to even suggest that they've done anything like that. But there's academy players that are coming through. Now, these two might be the difference because they might have the X factor that pushes them into having full careers. Mm. But there's players that get to the stage they're at, never make a first-team appearance, mm. thought they were going to make a first-team appearance, haven't done anything in school, and because they've, they've never... Had, there's a lot of football welfare sort of stuff. Because of the Barry Bennell things and all the rest of that sort of stuff, there's a lot of scared people, in, in English football especially, of being too strict mm. because they don't want it to ever come across as physical, mental abuse... Bullying. Yeah, and bullying and all that sort of stuff. Like, I'm obviously in the middle of doing my coaching courses at the moment, and it's so frustrating. Do you know how much of my coaching courses to where I'm at now um, even fucking relates to coaching adults? None of it. Yeah. It's all welfare, first aid, coaching with kids, inclusivity for kids. I don't coach kids. Mm. It's very fucking hard for me to stay focused while it's like, Little Timmy's got an ouchie. Like, yeah. what do we do? Why is little Timmy at first team training? Yeah. <laughs> like, Why is there an eight-year-old playing centre <laughs> mid for me? I mean, he's good. He'll get a game, but he shouldn't be here. But you just think, yeah. I, I almost think that there's there's become a bit of a scared focus of, you know, I know that, um, I know some people who are academy coaches, and I know some people who work in welfare for the Premier League. The Premier League uh, appoints... Um, 
the Premier League and the PFA, I believe it is, appoint sort of welfare people to go into academies. So if you as a young player at, say, Everton, you have uh, a person that's not part of your coaching staff that is a mentor to you, someone that used to play the game. I think this is what Fabrice was doing. Mm. Um, and he's a contact that you've got outside of your coaching staff. Yeah. And I know that some of those players will go, remember on laps, bully me. Yeah. Did he make you run laps? Because you were fucking late, though. Yeah. And I think there's... Uh, because that sort of culture has sort of existed in English football for a minute, I think people that come in with expectations of being on time and putting in the full thinking is revolutionary. And I think certainly at United, there's been a culture of tossing it off. Well, you, there was always rumours, weren't there, under Jose, where basically you could just sort of do what you want. Like, it was like, turn up, obviously he's... You know, in terms of a manager, he's quite strict, but there wasn't the fitness. Like, we ran less than everyone else in the Premier League. Mm. Remember those stats that came out? Ran less than everyone else. There was all those intensity. Or less intensity, less intense sprints, less total distance. When Ollie came in, he was like, We're the most unfit team in the league. I'm going to make us the most fit team in the league. Like, that you go from that, which I, I think is part of the reason why Jose can only ever sustain success for two or three years because eventually high-end athletes need more structure than he provides, but he's so great at motivating in the meantime that they probably want to leave by then. Um, but then you get someone like Ten Hag, and like you said, it does seem revolutionary by comparison because he's just expecting people to be professional. Like, this, this, the level of profession that everyone shows in every other job in the world is now being applied to footballers and no one can believe it. It's like Total Sport had whole yeah, fucking I was going to say, you're already going to see it like... Taskmaster Ten Hag running people into the ground, uh, you know, strict headmaster, t headmasterly Ten Hag. You, you can already see it coming. You try and toss tra uh, training off for Pep. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, you're not playing. What do you think is going to happen if you do the same at Klopp? Same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How is this revolutionary? Uh, there, there's this sort of vibe in there that old school managers like uh, Carlo Ancelotti, they, mm. they coach by giving you the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee there's detail in everything yeah. Ancelotti's doing. I guarantee you've got to be on time at Real Madrid training. Yeah. But for some reason, that has been allowed to slip. Attitudes have been allowed to slip. And Ten Hag, just plain and simple, doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. I love that. Yeah. And eventually... i got a job to do. There will be issues along the way and people will have to leave and there'll be bust-ups and there'll be this and that. But if he sticks to that... In three years' time, he will have a squad f only full of players who want to be there, who are willing to put the work in, and sometimes they'll be pissed off or whatever, but they'll still do it. There's going to be bumps along the road, but that's why you need to give him time, because not everyone can fit with what he wants to do, and you need to let him, uh, you know, weed out the ones who can't. Uh, I've got a few super chats. Let's go through some of these. Um, what do you think of Dan Juma as an extra winger, by the way? Do you like him? He's quite popular, isn't he? United are not in for him. Okay, there we go. I like that. Very political answer. Prince uh, Varahi says, Steve, Joe, why are we so lethargic in the transfer window? We are at least four or five signings short. Why are we so slow and unprofessional, almost unprepared? If we sign five more players, that would be eight players we'd yeah, sign this summer. fucking hell, mate. That doesn't happen to anyone. That, I, I only get away with that when I'm cheating on Football Manager. Yeah, who are we? Watford in 2012. Um, Alex Bailey says, love a good brew on Friday afternoon, mate. Can't wait for tomorrow. You look oh, forward he's, to it. He's coming to the game. Is he? He's coming to our game, yeah. It's our first league game in the Cheshire League tomorrow. Straight for Paddock FC in the Cheshire League tomorrow. Yeah, so oh. I've got to miss the fucking Atletico game. Are you worried there's going to be a rude awakening quality-wise? No, I think we're going to fucking smash him. Love that. That's Stephen Housen in a nutshell right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> step, right or wrong. Stepping up in difficulty quite substantially. No evidence whether he can handle it. We'll fucking smash it. Uh, Rob Davidson. Text me about four o'clock. Yeah, I will do. Well, I'll just see your <laughs> tweets. If you've lost, I'm not texting you. Um, Rob Davidson says, given the knowledge of Barcelona's finances, why would Frankie's agent negotiate a contract that deferred payments? I would want cash up front only. Because once you're there, you don't want to upset the apple cart when it's your dream club and they're saying, if the you is, don't do Messi this, we don't exist. Yeah. PK's deferred payments. Are you going to be the... Pr and the thing is, they, the initial deference of payments, I don't know if deference is a word, deferral? but I like it. Deferral of the payments was because of COVID. And yeah. the whole premise was, we're going to sack the physios and the fucking tea ladies yeah, yeah, yeah. unless you take a pay cut. And he went, oh, oh, all right. Yeah, we're going to sack the grass at the new Camp and you're playing on tarmac if you don't, yeah. if you don't so take a So, of course, cut. everyone went, yeah, of course. Because everyone pitched in to help out, didn't they? Yeah. And then Barcelona took the piss. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Elias says, completely agree with Steve about Maguire and Wan-Bissaka, 100%. 
Nice. I agree with most of what you say about Maguire anyway. Uh, uh, Divage says, didn't mean to be rude, just a difference of opinion regarding Maguire, I guess. Steve doesn't see anyone else's opinion as an opinion. It's just a fact or, some, or incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stephen S. Can't have different facts. No, you can't. Uh, Steve says, uh, sorry, Stephen says, Steve, what about the first five games when Rashford went full Ronaldinho on those teams, beating them with skills? What happened? Was that instructions? He didn't really. It was a bit more of a poacher. He scored goals. But, like, was he really beating players? Yes, Di Michaelis, he megged him. But, you know, he's still capable of megging people. Mm. He's never really been a Ryan Giggs-style dribbler. That's no. never been one. Well, like, look at the difference between him and Sancho. They're completely different that, players. Sancho's that guy. Yeah, Sancho is that guy. Um, who, over 100 metres, who do you want on your side? Rashford. Exactly. But within the 18-yard box, Sancho's oh got a bit more about him. Sancho at fucking 17-18. Yeah. I can't wait to have a chat with him about fucking signing for United. Because he walked past us at Carrington. He must have been 17. Yeah. I was like, no, I fancy signing for a big club. When was it? Was he playing against United for City? Yeah. And he came off the bench and fucking ruined us. Really? It was unreal, yeah. He was He's been brilliant this preseason, hasn't he? Really good. I think Bruno's gone under the radar as being absolutely excellent. But do you know why he's gone under the radar? Because he's kind of just... Yeah. Midfielders are meant to. Yeah. And he's kind of just doing... like He's putting... Great through balls. Yeah, the, the, like those those little chip through balls over the top. You know the ones Messi was doing for ten years at Barca, where you're sort of twenty five yards out and you're just chipping it to the corner of the six yard box the other side. And He's done so many of them. Yeah, um, Saji Madei says, "How Fulham have got Polini for twenty million and we can't? We probably could have. Yeah, we could have got him for fifty. You can't anyway. sign everyone. No. Um, just before we we do wrap up, Sesco, what are you saying? Um, obviously." He scored against Liverpool and was fucking unreal in that game. Yeah. Um, I think that woke him up in everybody's mind. Um, I know United spoke to him, mm. his agent. I wonder if they're just getting the feelers out until they figure out what's going on with uh, Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, doesn't sound like we've, we're making a move just yet. So I couldn't, right. I couldn't get too giddy with it just yet. But it does sound like they, they've spoken to him. I'm just buzzing that there was a little bit of a... Because it was one of those little nonsense rumours that you get 99 of. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's tons of them. So we got one the other day and you're like, yeah, all right, whatever. And then obviously he plays against Liverpool. You're like, all right, pull up a chair. Okay, what's going on here? Let me and then he was fucking outrageous in that game. Yeah. Um, and I mean like outrageous. Like... If that was the peak of his thing, yeah, just fucking sign him anyway. Mm. Um, but then following on from that, there seems to have been like legitimate follow-ups, like yeah. Murtas out here fucking chatting to his agent. Yeah. And you're like, well, if you think how quickly Malasia one spun up and yeah. Martinez one spun up. There's a chance. Uh, Samir says it's Shesko, not Sesco. Sorry about that. Shesko. Yeah, just fucking roll with it. He's going to get called Cisco and all sorts. Yeah, thong song and that. Um, it's weird that what is he, 19? He's only just turned 19. And Big fucker at all. And man. we, the rumours are they're, they're asking for 55 million quid for it. Yeah, I, I think it's 30 now. John Murtagh opens his phone and he's thinking, what about this? Let me, do, let me message someone at Salzburg. He opens it up and it already says 55 million on the phone. He hasn't even messaged them yet. Everyone has just sent, like, double it. Whatever you think, double it. Mad, in it? They want 100 million like, for Anthony now. Hello, hi, it's John Murtagh from Manchester United. 100 million. 55 million. I... What to see if you play a free yeah. season friendly? I was checking to see if those cinema tickets I booked were still at the box office. Um, oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I don't think you're paying 55 million. I think no. they just, that, they throw it in, don't they? You go, at 55 million. And you go, no. All right, well, what, what, what do you want to pay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, 20 then? 10? Yeah. I, I'd be very excited if we got him. Do you know, he, that would be the sort of shrewd undercover buy. Do you know, like when you've seen fucking, it was Salzburg, one it, that Harlem was at. Yeah. Right? And then you allow him to go to Dortmund. Mm -hmm. I think this is the time when you fucking plump in and you get them at that stage. He has got a bit of a Harlandy gate to him, hasn't he? His that run, slightly hunched the head run. down yeah, run yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is literally copy-paste Harland. It looks right like him, doesn't it? I don't think he's as quick. No, I don't think he's as quick. And he's got a bit more he's technical got, ability. Yeah, I think, I think he's got more of a flair about yeah. it. He's very robotic nature, very quick, very powerful in terms of Haaland. The finish against Liverpool was sublime. Yeah, really good. It's that pirouette that he does, though. He yeah. controls it with his left and right and then fucking turns and spins. And you're like, stop it. And he likes a little... It's like, like, face. Yeah. Klopp's like... <laughs> <laughs> he likes a little sort of foot-to-foot -foot shuffle as well to get past him, doesn't he? Looks like a good player. Composed, everything. Only just turned 19 in May as well. People are like, oh, he's only scored 10 fucking goals. And you're like, 
you go and have a look what Rude and Shearer did in their first couple of seasons. Yeah. You'd have written them off. These two aren't going to score. Fuck off. Rude and Shearer, I don't mind it. Right. Did all right, them two, didn't they? They did really well. And so did we, Steve, on the brew today. Mm. Enjoyed that. Nice you're seeing a, you again. You're on the watch along tomorrow. I'm on the watch along tomorrow and I'm on the watch along Sunday. You're going to the game on Sunday, aren't you? Yeah, press conference wanker. Wow, look at you. I don't even know what to wear. <laughs> Sit full suit. I'm, Joe. I'm not the sort corsage. of dickhead. I'm not the sort of dickhead that falls for that. We 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 went to an awards do once, and I sort of texted everybody by one lad, and was like, "Right, listen, ignore this message about to put in the main group." And I was like, "Right, we're doing tuxes then for the awards do." And one lad turned up in a tux. Everyone else turned up in like shirt and jeans. Oh. I'm the kind of guy that sets that up, not the kind of guy that falls for that, Joe. I'll do my best. I'm doing my best to get you there in a three piece suit with a little. With a little I, I think you do have to wear a shirt though, don't you? Even if it's with chinos or jeans. I, don't, I can't imagine Jay wore a shirt. I might have done, actually. Jay. With a, with a hoodie over the top of yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, Jay and a parker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay, with a Jay wears a, I bet he wore a suit in a pool, a shirt in a pool, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Polo shirt. Yeah, of course he did, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, it was great. Right, thank you very much for joining us for The Brew. We'll be back tomorrow for The Watch Along for versus Atletico Madrid. We'll also be back on Sunday for The Watch Along against Real, uh, Real Vallecano. And tonight is the transfer review with Stephen Allison coming early because it's just too much going on at the weekend. Have we signed anyone? No. Check it out at 7 o'clock. Thank you very much for joining us. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. We're live every single time. There is breaking news all summer. Thank you again to Manscaped. Use the code Housen. Is it Housen20? Housen. Housen. Use the code Housen for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. We'll see you in a bit. Podcast Network.